So I've moved my iMac to the kitchen, Rob. Yeah, so after all the jokes about... Because we, we had a good old chuckle about... Well, when, when was it announced? I forget now. The iMac. Uh, it was... Was it March or something last year? April? Something like that, wasn't it? So it was, it was a spring event. It was the spring event, wasn't it? I think it, it was. We first saw wacky new iMac. Yeah. And we all... I think everyone was a bit like, uh, there's, there's, a, there's an iMac in the kitchen. Who, who does that? And uh, apparently you do that. I do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's because I want to live in Apple land. I want to live in <laughs> Apple ad land. Um, <laughs> actually, on that note, a few people have picked up on my last video where I've mentioned that I've been using the iMac for a year and there's been two or three comments that have said, how have you been doing that when it only came out in May or whatever? That was a very good point. And um, I haven't been using it for a year. It feels like a year. <laughs> but um, yeah, you've just reminded me of that. So that was a slight error on my part. But um, no, I have moved, to the, moved it to the kitchen. And uh, so far, it's still there and I've got away with it. Um, I don't think Jen cares, really. Um, also, it's, it's a nice bit of furniture. It looks quite nice in there, I think. Either that or she's just being very nice and understands that this is my job now and I need to occasionally do strange things with tech. And you know, I was taking a photo of the AirPods Max um, case in, in the bin yesterday and she was working from the office and I said, just, this is what I do for a living. <laughs> just ignore me. This is how money comes into the house. Um, so I do lots of weird things. But um, yeah, it, it's... Um, but that's joking apart, it's... Um, since I moved into the studio, I, I haven't taken that 24-inch iMac with me. So it's kind of remained kind of like covered in dust in the old studio. And I felt a bit sorry for it and a bit guilty, really, because I've got 8 million Macs and don't use half of them, um, which is, comes with the territory, obviously, but it's a bit, you know, not ideal really in this world. Um, so I thought, how can I use it? And I thought, well, let's, I'm going to do a, a new video about it. Let's put it somewhere where it's going to get used. So I thought, ah the kitchen and that's where it went and it does it does change things a bit it's I, I, I use laptops mainly obviously last year I spent a long time using that 24 inch iMac but um yeah going from the laptop to having the um the discord server keeps interrupting us doesn't it we have to tell the discord people off um if you're listening guys can you just not uh, message each other while we're recording the podcast please <laughs> um yeah so it's it's just, a, it's just a different environment for it, and it has that weird effect of making you use it more. It's rubbish, to be honest, Robert, but it's just, it looks nice in the kitchen, and I get to see the back of it, which is the best part of that, that computer. It does, it is, it's a lovely colour, isn't it? You've got the blue one, haven't you? Yeah, it's very nice. Very hard to film, actually. It never looks quite the same when you colour grade it, but in person, it's very, um, yeah, very nice looking thing. Um. Have you, have you done any cooking with it? Like, got had to had a recipe up on the the display or anything? No, you're not really. You're not you're not big into cooking, are you? Uh, I enjoy cooking, um, but I don't do a huge amount of it to be honest. Jen tends to do more of it. She covered it in flour the other day. That was that was a laugh. Um, just yeah, kind of. I was sat there working on it, and she was making a cake or something, and um, did that thing where she put the the you know the whiz. Uh, what's it called? The whiz. <laughs> <laughs> what's that thing that you know scoops up? Uh, flour oh what the mixer whisk that is a whisk uh, the whisk. whisk the electric whisk in the bowl oh i see <laughs> and this kind of plume of uh, you know f flour smoke went everywhere all over the iMac um i didn't say anything because i thought if i say something she's going to say well maybe it shouldn't be in the kitchen yeah well, well quite and there's you know we're back at square one so um yeah i don't i mean so mrs rob is very tolerant of my my tech habit but 
I don't I don't think I could get away with an iMac in the kitchen. Try it. <clears throat> Try it. Give it a go. And I- and yeah, the, the the things do 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 get disgusting. So I mean, we we've, we've got our Portal Plus, the old one, the first gen Portal Plus with a 15-inch display, which is used as a digital photo frame and it's yes, disgusting. It's just covered in jam. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think once the our little one comes along, I think it's going to have to make its way back to somewhere more more realistic. I think really, but um. Well, well, well yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you need to make sure that everything is out of reach because they're 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 surprising. They've got surprising surprising ability to pull stuff off surfaces. So yeah, I mean, uh, the reason I got that Portal Plus was to replace uh, an Echo Show Ten, mm. which had been pulled off the side and dropped. Um, I mean, it, it didn't sustain too much damage, actually. There's a little chip in the corner of the screen. Um, so I don't know. I'm, maybe, you know, I've been moaning about how all my, my echoes have become less and less responsive. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one is probably because it got dropped. But, um, yeah, no, it's been, it's been replaced with the, with the portal now. Yeah. So tech kit, kit, kitchen tech and kids just we need and jam just need to be careful with that that little mixture. That yeah. little combination. So what, what what are you actually doing with this iMac in the kitchen? Um, Is it sort of like reading the news over breakfast over your porridge. Not really. No, I, I use it for for Teams calls occasionally. So if I'm at home over in the afternoon, for example, I've got a few calls. I tend to like doing them in the kitchen. Always have done. So I use it for that. Um, I do use it to watch YouTube a little bit during lunch if I'm sat there having something to eat and what, yeah, catching up on latest stuff on YouTube, but yeah, it's just ad hoc little things here and there. Because I've, I've never really used it for anything other than normal businessy type things. It's, it's not used as a production machine. Um, and it's just, yeah, I used it this morning to start re- you know, re- replying to some comments and things. And yeah, it won't live there. It, w- it will. It will end up in this in this studio, hundred um, percent. But yeah, there you will go. it? Th- There'll be a new one this year. Well, yeah. I, I mean, if if Apple have a similar year to last year you're gonna to have to start getting rid of some stuff <laughs> i am i know it's getting silly it is getting silly <laughs> we'll get to that in a bit actually but um before we do uh, it's not been the best uh, week for me in terms of apple gear um because i've had another accident with my iphone um and just very quickly this iphone 13 mini i don't want to test this i know i'm inadvertently testing it but it does seem to be practically indestructible um, I can't quite quite work out why because they haven't done that much to it in terms of the design, have they? It's still aluminium. It's still glass. You know, they've always toughened the glass, haven't they? Every every year, but it doesn't mean it's unbreakable. Um, but so far, I've dropped it off a treadmill. No damage whatsoever. I completely inadvertently, obviously, threw it down the toilet and it bounced <laughs> off the rim of the toilet, which is obviously made of porcelain. Very, probably the hardest surface in our house. Again, no, literally no damage whatsoever. And then a few days ago, I, again, inadvertently, I have to keep saying that, threw it at my 16-inch MacBook Pro. Oh, just uh, making me wince thinking about it. It was horrible. It was one of the... I'd had such a good... It was, again, another... Re- a bit like the time I hit myself in the face with a um, tripod, uh, you know, lighting tripod stand. Um, I, I was having a really good day up to that point. And then just literally went to pick up the phone, and it was odd. I think that I think what happened: the MagSafe wallet slipped as I picked it up, which made me lose 
grasp, basically lose lose the kind of purchase, and um, it just went flying into the side of the MacBook. And again, no damage whatsoever on the on the iPhone. Not even a scratch on the screen. It's got hairline scratches, which it picks up through being in my pocket, but no dent, no mark, nothing. Well, Honestly, I was going to ask that actually because yeah. they made a big thing about how tough the glass was on the 13s with their ion exchange, anti shatter stuff, and a lot of people who are I, I've read. And I, you know, I, I haven't checked their credentials, but people who claim to be experts in glass, so it's a trade-off. You can either have, a, you know, an anti-scratch um, glass, or you can have one that, that's less prone to shattering. And there's there's finding a balance between scratch protection and crack mm. protection. And there are a number of people that feel that Apple have gone the wrong way with this one. So I was wondering, how is the how how is the scratch resistance on this glass compared to earlier iPhones? Yeah, because you're not you're not a screen protector on phone guy, are you? No, not on phones. Never have been. Um, and I've always been quite careful with the screens. Um, I don't know if it's any different. I think judging by what it's been through, what I've just described, the fact it hasn't cracked is quite surprising. So maybe maybe it is tougher. Um, scratch wise, like I say, it has those little tiny little hairline scratches, which all my, all my iPhones have picked up. Um, but it's it's hard to, to kind of judge it, really, isn't it? Unless you um, try and break it, which it look, I know it looks like I've been doing. Um, I think they've they've done something. I think that there must be a reason this hasn't been damaged thus far, based on what it's been through. And and the having been dropped three times off a treadmill into a toilet onto a MacBook Pro, the the edges of the the phone they look like new, literally look like new. Oh, that's very impressive. It is, and and each time, apart from the treadmill, I think the it's that that's that's taken the brunt of the impact. So it's hit the side of the phone, and it was enough on the MacBook Pro to take a little chunk out of the MacBook Pro. It's tiny, tiny little mark, but it's no, it, it damaged it, um, but it didn't damage the the phone. So it's an impressive little thing. I wish it hadn't damaged my MacBook. I wish I was a little bit less clumsy, but. Um, someone did ask the question actually, which has made me think. I, I need to think a bit more about this, which is. Is this phone too small? And obviously, I've sung, sung the praises of, of how small it is, and I love the fact it's one very one-handed and all the rest of it. But they have got a point, I think. I do wonder. It's either me being clumsy. I'm not. I'm not traditionally that clumsy, but I, I clearly am with this phone. So it's either that, or there's something about the form factor with this that makes it easier to to inadvertently kind of fling around or just drop. I don't know. Every now and again, I, I pop on to the Apple Store to see if they've got any iPhone. 13 Pro Maxes. If I could have impulse purchased one by now, I, I would have done. But I want to go in to the store. So every now and again, I'll just I'll check to see if they've got any. And I did yesterday, and they they still haven't. So yeah, you just um, they don't want my money. Well, I mean, they do. I could I could just order one. <laughs> I was going to say that there's ways of getting one if you want it. Yeah. Well, it's also you know if you order one, I think the the lead time's down to about a week now. And also, I want to trade in my my thirteen. And I'd, if you do it in store, it's a really seamless process. And have you ever traded an iPhone in an Apple store? No, I haven't. No. You go in, you say, "I'd like to buy an iPhone," and I want to trade in my old one. And they go, "Fine, let's have a look at it." And they literally look at it for thirty seconds, check it turns on, make sure that you've um, you know unassociated it with your iCloud account, and then there's your credit. It's just it's easy. If you do it by mail order, then it goes via a third party who will try and diddle you out of, they'll, you know, they'll say, oh, the, the speaker's faulty. Or, and 
it isn't you know I've, I've read and i've experienced it myself where you know if you if you just if you're going to trade in your phone do it in person because they'll they'll have a look at it they'll switch it on and then it's job done if you have to faff about with posting it and stuff it, it, it just gives them an opportunity because they because it's not apple themselves giving the credit for, no. the, for the trading if you if you post it in it goes for a third party who are motivated to give you less money and will find any reason to to devalue it um so yes yeah, so i, I want to go into a store have a look at it decide if i do want to trade up and then trade the phone in but yeah that's my my local one i mean they they, they have popped in They've, they have had them in stock on a couple of occasions when i'd looked but I, I wasn't in a position to get over there so at some point i think the stars may well align when they i both have the time and the energy to go and do it and they've got them um but yeah, so far it hasn't happened i think you'll have one in a couple of months if that yeah i imagine so but i would go for the the max oh, okay the big one so i'm i'm getting annoyed with this i it was novel at first having the regular sized iphone which still has a bigger display than the eight plus it replaced um but in the interim i did get an 11 pro max i really enjoyed it but it wasn't enough of a of an upgrade over the eight plus to warrant keeping it so i had i had it for a couple of days so i was like it's really yeah it's nice but it's can't tell the difference really so i said about and it had a really um it had a really warm display the 11 right. pro yeah. max i felt it was it was uh, it had quite an orangey tint um i don't know if that was that prevalent with the 11 um i can't remember to be honest i've never had an 11 actually funny enough i, I skipped the 11 Did you? Um, but I've, yeah. I've, I've witnessed that in in previous generations definitely there's been like you say a bit of a warm tint to, to a lot of iphone screens it's never really yeah. bothered me that much but I, I can see why it would yeah get, get on your nerves yeah so i so I had, I had an 11 pro max and i really enjoyed the larger display but everything else about it was so incremental and increase you know uh, uh, an upgrade that I, I i sent it back but then the 12 came out with the the throwback to the iphone 4 design and the mag safe which I, to be fair i scoffed at oh great put magnets in it good one and you know as tends to happen with me and apple things i'll scoff at it and i'll try it <laughs> and i'm like okay i get it now that's quite good no, yeah we'll see let's see what happens in the next few couple of months i, I, I still think you'll have one at some stage um so yeah that's my uh, disastrous week in terms of apple stuff um and let's head into the news quickly because there's a few things that you've put here which uh, kind of raised a raised a smile. What's the Amagami Ham Ham? I probably mispronounced that. I, I don't know. I I probably shouldn't have put that under the news heading. That is just a weird thing that I stumbled across. So if you do a Google for that <laughs> Amagami okay. Ham Ham. I probably don't need to put safe search on. I need to, it's not. It's safe for work. It's not. It's nothing controversial. It's just really strange. Oh wow! Amagami Ham Ham get play bitten. So it's like a it's a robot cat with a with a with a a, a, a chewy mouth. Right. You, 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 and it's a product for the specific purpose of you stick your finger in his mouth and then he sort of nibbles on your finger. Who's this intended for? I had people who really like getting nibbled on by kittens. I think. This feels very much like something my uh, my neighbours at the studio would possibly be selling. 
one day we'll reveal that, but um, not not for now. Um, okay, interesting. I wasn't expecting this at all. We'll, no, we'll put, we'll put a link in the I. show notes. That's why I felt uh, we had to talk about it. Yeah, I'm not sure what to say about it. We'll put a link in the show notes. <laughs> and um, because we never ask for reviews, let's ask for a review. So basically, rather than a review, take a look at the Amagami Ham Ham and use the review thing on your chosen podcast network to um, tell us what you think. Because <laughs> who cares about reviews? We want to know what you think about the Amagami Ham Ham. I genuinely don't know what to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Should we just stop there? That's, that's yeah, done, isn't it? done. Right. Yeah, finished. See you next week. I've got some stuff on CES. Is there anything from CES that we didn't talk about last time which you think is worth covering? Well, there was the, that Lenovo laptop with a tablet in the keyboard. Did you see that? No. Is, is this the, the ThinkBook Plus Gen 3? I believe so, off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, it does, does what it says on the tin. So, you know, we... Apple had the touch bar and then scrapped the touch bar and then the Dell XPS 2022 has got a a capacitive function row and mm. they've done away with the function keys. And then Lenovo come along and no, actually, we're going to stick a whole tablet in the keyboard. So yeah. it's, you've got the, the, the keyboard is sort of offset to the left and then on the right-hand side of the keyboard, you've got a, got a tablet. It looks like it's got some sort of stylus as well. Is that or is that something else? Is that a power? Something poking out the back of it on the screenshots. Um, um, I don't know whether it's got a strange a tablet. But again, it's got a, it's got a, you know whacking great big seventeen inch display. Yeah, and then uh, just like an eighteen inch tablet. I don't know. I think that is a, that, is a, it, uh, that does like very one, much it? look like. A, a stylus, doesn't it? I think, it, yeah, if you zoom in, it, it very much looks like that. Um, so I wonder, I, mean, I imagine that's probably quite good because of the, like, Windows 11 and all its Android sort of uh, mashup. Hmm. That's probably quite good. I, mean, I, I don't think I would want one. But, um, yeah, it just file under cool, wacky stuff. It's just, in, like I've always said, it's just interesting, isn't it? It's, it's, it's nice that these... Um guys like Lenovo and even Dell to a degree are, are kind of trialling this sort of stuff it's a bit of an odd odd thing to have I mean it doesn't detach either does it I think it's just a it's just there isn't it this little little kind of tablet like iPad mini type thing on the right hand side um, yeah I mean as a digital note taker now you know I've, I've kind of completely switched over to that with with the iPad mini I kind of get why you know where it's positioned but the fact it's just part of the laptop I guess it would work with one note and stuff wouldn't it it might be quite handy for that but um Hmm, interesting. interesting. Also, on the under wacky stuff, you got the the Zen Asus ZenBook Seventeen Fold OLED. I think I've seen this already. Let me Google it's, it. Again. Yeah, it's just like a, a, a big foldy display with a detachable keyboard base. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's pretty wacky. If you haven't oh, seen yeah. that? Go yeah. and check that out. Again, we'll yeah, put so links to like these. A, a seventeen-inch laptop. Slash tablet with a detachable keyboard and it's bendy. Bendy, we like bendy stuff. I'm gonna have to try and get my hands on some of this stuff this year. I think I'm, I really want to see what the what the competition's doing. It's, it's, getting, it's, it's things are getting interesting, aren't they? Mm. So, have you seen the Google's roadmap for this year? Tell me about it. Well, there, uh, I'll, I'll stick a, a link in the notes. But I mean, basically, this year they are going to be matching 
Apple for all their nice to have. So your your Wear OS watchable, watchable. Your 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 Wear OS wearable smartwatch. Yeah, yeah. You'll be able to unlock your Chromebook using your Android smartwatch. Um, they're going to have uh, automatic device switching for Bluetooth devices, so you'll be able to take your Chrome buds and watch them on your your your, your Chrome TV box or, you know, your Chromecast stick or whatever. Um, they're going to make it really easy to integrate your phone with Windows. And to be fair, Microsoft has done a lot of work in that area as well. But, you know, you'll, you'll be able to use your chat message, of your chat service of choice from your Windows PC that is running on your phone. Because, okay. I mean, they, 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 they had a bit of a... They had a bit of a jab at Apple recently, didn't they, over iMessage and its closed nature. Yeah. So, you know, so I think their their angle is more, you know, you use whatever chat platform you like, use it on your phone, use it on your Windows PC, use it on your Chromebook. Um, and they're, they're sort of opening up the, the, the chat platform to for you to be able to use it in whatever context you find yourself in, which is quite cool. I can't really argue with that. No. Um, they've got... So, so Google and Samsung are working on their um, equivalent to car key, for example. Nice. Um, there's, there's a bunch of other stuff, but essentially, all the things, the the, the nice to haves, the really you know the the conveniences from yep. being safely nestled within the Apple ecosystem, um, you will soon be able to enjoy in Android land. That can't be anything but a good thing, really, can it? Like no, that. it's really good. Yeah kind of levels the playing field particularly with messaging because messaging is i think in the uk we have less of an issue than those over in the states because we've got you know largely converted to whatsapp aren't we which i know isn't really the case over there in other parts of the world as well but um yeah i'm, I'm all for this sort of stuff i really am i'm going to check out android a bit more this year as well i've got some plans to to kind of broaden my horizons with that a bit more because i think it's important you know are you gonna stick with pure Pure Google Android Pixel phones. You're going to try something more exotic. No, this year, I want to maybe. try something a bit different. Yeah, I, I, I want to check out the. I want to keep an eye on the Pixels definitely because I, I I really like those phones. But um, I, I, Samsung, for instance, I've not had a Samsung phone for years, um, and I'm getting more interested in those at the moment. So yeah, I'll see what I can get my hands on this year. I think if you can get a good deal on an Xperia, I th- I think yeah. that'd be really up your street. I do like Sony stuff. They they have a lot of fun with their phones, don't they? They do. Well, they 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 put insanely high resolution displays on the phones. Mm. So I think I, I forget what the what the aspect ratio is. It's, it's something. I, it's I don't know whether odd, this latest it? one is, but certainly at some point they released like a twenty-one by nine aspect ratio <laughs> phone, just which is really crazy. Long. Yeah. So, well, I guess because that's that's leaning into their they you know their their. T- Thereafter, a very specific part of the market, aren't they? They're, they're really after sort of you know filmmakers who want to be able to shoot a a, a, a widescreen video on on their mm. phone with you know professional controls. So uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, when when the Xperia three came out, it was absurdly expensive, like you know more expensive, considerably more expensive than the equivalent um, iPhone. But they do tend to come down in price quite a lot, yeah. sort of six months after they come out. So I'll have a look around, see if you can pick up an Xperia 3. Or just ask them. 
I could do that. Who knows? They might do that. I could just, uh, I might, I might email Sony's department. I've done that before, actually, and heard surprisingly nothing. But who, who knows? Worth it. Well, out. well, they're, they're, um, they might be, um, they might be more open to working with, <laughs> with, with people since the Microsoft Activision Blizzard acquisition. And you see Possibly. their their share price, Sony's share price tanked after Microsoft bought Activision because of all of the. Well, I mean, Activision have been around for yonks, haven't they? Oh yeah, long time. Did they? Did they publish Arkanoid back in the day? I, I think, think they I, might have done. I, th- yeah. I, think, I think they did. I think they were. I think they've been around for absolutely ages. Activision um, makes me think of really happy gaming memories as, as a, a, as a yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they've got a, a wealth of history. Just uh, a lot of brand cachet, loads Definitely. of IP. But most importantly, is that the Microsoft have got like another amazing studio and set of resource to to bring incredible first party titles to xbox which they might not have uh not might not, might not have had previously mm. so yeah I, I think historically sony have always won in terms of they seem to have just more exclusives better exclusives and so yeah it's really bad news for sony and uh, as reflected in their share price so um yeah i don't know they just need to. Either, it's either the best or the worst time to ask them if you can have a review unit. They can only say no or ignore me <laughs> entirely, can't they? Let, let's let's see what happens. Um, right, moving. We talked about this briefly last uh, last episode that we were going to talk about our, our tech setups where we are now. Now, obviously, everyone knows what I've got. Or most people will be aware of the stuff that I've got, but we we haven't talked a huge oh, amount about your setup. We we haven't. I, I, before we do that, though, yep. I, we do need to talk about the. MagSafe DAC. Have you seen this? No. This is absolutely up your street. Go on, tell so, me. So, like, so last time we talked, I was talking about CES and how I was pleased that we're starting to see more Apple ecosystem-friendly stuff, like you know, stuff that's got Find My built-in, stuff that's got, uh, you know, that plays nice with... So there was like a home key lock and and that kind of stuff. And there hasn't really been... A compelling use for MagSafe. You've got like you know cheaper alternative third-party chargers and stands, and that's all really boring. But this, this is a headphone amp and DAC that attaches to the back of your iPhone via MagSafe. So it's called the T, T E A. Uh, it's a it's a Indiegogo, you know, yeah. uh, crowdfunding thingy. But they've it, it it genuinely exists. It's been all over the place. It's, it, it's been reviewed by you know. Or the usual your own gadgets and yeah, head fires and that sort of stuff. But um, also, the, I found out about it from uh, Quinn Nelson, Snazzy Labs. I don't know if you've if you watched much of his stuff. He's, he's things, proper yeah. inter, he's proper audio snob, yep. like, way worse than me. <laughs> wow. Um, and he, he he was like, "This is cool." He he was digging it. So yeah, there's there's another another thing you might want to try and. See if you can get your hands on. So I'm, I'm assuming, is it Bluetooth? Does it connect via Bluetooth? Uh, pass. Oh, no, I think, it, I think it, is it? High-res Bluetooth audio. Yeah. yeah. Okay, interesting. Oh, it's, also got a, it's also got a wired option as well. But if you try to search, if you search for like Indiegogo T Ultra Slim. Yeah, I've got it here, yeah. You, I mean, that... That is a cool looking thing, isn't it? It looks really cool, yeah. And it gives you back your headphone jack, doesn't it? Finally. Yeah. Um, and it's a really elegant way of doing it. That's that's a great thing about MagSafe. As you say, that the people that use it, 
imaginative, imaginatively, if I can say that word, um, it's genuinely a nice way of creating accessories. It's really tidy. Um, yeah, this looks really interesting, actually. I might have to get my hands on one of those, I think. Well, actually, so, so this is, yeah, so I think this is the first you know, potentially commercially available cool MagSafe mm. thing that isn't a charger or a battery or yeah, a stand. There's nothing else really, is there? Like you say, it's all a bit underwhelming. It's just a bit obvious. Like you attach your wallet to the back of it. Yeah, fine. Ah. Although, although Justin's got an interesting use for MagSafe. You know, I, I forget what he puts on it, but by his, in, in his hallway, so as he's leaving the house, he's got like a MagSafe rack, which I think he keeps his like wallet and battery pack and stuff on so that when he's on his way out of the house, he can just grab those yeah. off the wall. Which is quite cool. I would never have thought of doing that. No, I wouldn't either. But yeah, moving on to tech setups. So let's start with yours, Rob, because like I say, everyone knows what I've got. Too many Macs, too many pairs of headphones. Um, But how did you... And some more headphones come in today, haven't you? Well, hopefully, yeah, the Bose 700s, which I have... I think that of, of everything I've been requested to compare things against, those have been at the top of the list. I just haven't got round to getting a pair but um you, you know you, you found them a, a very good deal on amazon didn't you a couple of days ago Chris deal so that's Crazy. a 350 pound pair of headphones and for some reason amazon were knocking them out for 167 yeah it was by the time you hear this it that deal would be long gone but, be gone, yeah. um absolute bargain but yeah i'm looking forward to getting bargain those. it'd be rude not to at that price i i would be very so i haven't heard them i'd be very interested to hear how they compare to the what are the ones you've got recently? 45s or something? The QC 45s, which I'm really yeah. enjoying, actually. Yeah, I talk about them a bit more in my um, my daily tech carry video that's going to hit the channel tomorrow. But um, I've been using the QC 45s more than the XM4s, mainly because the I know mainly because the XM4s have just been here and the QC 45s have been at home. And I tend to to use um, my headphones most in the morning when I'm when I'm writing. But um, I've been enjoying the QCs actually. They've been been really good. The build quality is not great. That's why I'll be interested to see how they compare against the the 700s for, for things like that obviously sound quality noise cancelling all the rest of it but um right well i think the, the quiet comforts are, are, are meant to be light portable comfortable for long periods they yeah. are very much for your your jet setter traveler kind of use case whereas the 700s are probably a better equivalent to the xm4s i think so so i would expect them to be more robust and they're over ear rather than on ear aren't they yeah yeah we'll um and yeah I, I imagine they will sound significantly better than the the 45s yeah well the qc45s are over here as well just they're a bit smaller than the um oh. yeah but, uh, but yeah i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to trying them out stay tuned on that one um yeah but what about you rob what what's what how did you finish the year in terms of your your tech setup um yeah so i mean my my setup i i i i've posted photos of it on various occasions on the discord it always seems to get a good response so the the, uh, the centerpiece of my desk setup so i mean regular listeners will know i've got i've got an ikea carby work in kitchen works top which is 1800 centimeters wide so i've got loads of space on which i can put stuff but i don't i keep it quite clean and i uh, i'm i'm super fussy about cabling i like cables to be out of the way Oh, that's an interesting story, actually. So I don't, I don't know how. We'll see how this sounds when it comes out. But I'm I'm using a different audio interface. So although I was I was delighted with my Moto M2, I I love it. I really do, and especially as a headphone amp and DAC. Um, 
but the input for the for the mic cable is on the front and it really ruined the aesthetic of my desk <laughs> see we're laughing so, we're laughing but i know exactly what you mean by that i've always been frustrated with with audio interfaces um it's part of the reason i got the the, the zoom l12 which is a traditional mixer type type thing but um yeah any audio interface i've owned they've always had the inputs the xlr inputs normally in the front and it's mm. just why it's the most irritating place to have them I guess it's for people who are recording things other than far a mic. Maybe. So, you know, Instagram, it does, I think it does make sense to have the, the XLRs on the front. However, for my desk, and, you know, I only really use it to record a podcast once a fortnight. I, I thought I would prefer it if the cables ran out the back. So I saw a good deal on the Elgato Wave XLR, which in, you know, by every metric on paper is inferior to the Moto M2. Um, but I thought I'll give it a go and uh, well hopefully it sounds alright um, so that's that's one thing on my desk that, that, that's not the centrepiece of my desk now so I've gone off on a tangent there the centrepiece of my desk is my 34 inch ultra wide hmm. um, which I got open box from my local curries for a few hundred quid and it's at the time this was like 2018, I think. This this was like a thousand pound monitor. This is a, a an HP Envy 34 ultra wide monitor, not the 34C, which wasn't very good. But this one's got like a Bang and Olufsen speakerphone built into the base, and it's got a pop up webcam with that's Windows Hello compatible. So uh, it's got a Thunderbolt dock in it. It's a good bit of kit. Does got 100 hertz refresh rate, and it's been brilliant, but. I've been really spoiled by the display on my iPhone, my, my uh, well, both the, both the iPhone and the iPad Pro. Hmm. So I'm really looking forward in 2022, hopefully, to a reasonably priced Apple display. Oh, I hope so. Me too. We need I one. That'd be good. I think I could. I think I could live without the ultra wide to have Apple quality display i think the reason the imac displays always look so good it has occurred to me the other day i hadn't thought about this previously is that external displays typically have a matte anti-glare finish don't they yep but the imacs are glossy and i yeah. think that's why they they pop i hate that term i think uh, did apple introduce the it, the uh, colors really probably. pop yeah that's well, a phil schiller special it's isn't definitely it? a phil, but now isn't everyone it? just said it, it's just become acceptable now <laughs> for some reason but um yeah do you know of any glossy displays? Not like the iMac. No, no, you're right. That is the that's the big differentiating thing, I think. Really, that and possibly the color, uh, the, you know, the P3 color and all that and all that sort of stuff. Which I know you can get monitors with that. As your um, as your HP got P3 color and all that sort of stuff, or no, no, it's got acceptable color. It's it's like ninety eight percent srgb or something probably i don't know i'm off the top of my it's fine it looks it, nice I've, i haven't got any issues with the color i've got more of an issue with the resolution so, so it's full yeah. i say it's only so it's 1440p which was brilliant in 2018 but now we kind of expect something a bit a bit more, more. but so I'd, yeah so i think this year might be the time to uh if it comes along either you know reasonably priced apple display or Something like a you know a five K two K like a twenty twenty one sixty p ultra yeah. wide. I do like the ultra wide form factor. Um, I don't have a particular need for you know ultra accurate color, but um, 
Yeah, I, the resolution is starting to grate on me now, 1440p. Yeah, I think we'll see something from Apple. I, I think we'll see it if they release the, the new Mac Mini this year, the more kind of pro-like Mac Mini, because it's an obvious companion to that. It's the one thing that, Mac, that the Mac Mini is missing now. And the fact that the Mac Mini has had such a kind of rejuvenation thanks to the M1 chip, I think if they do stick some even more powerful stuff inside it, it's got to have a, a display that isn't six grand <laughs> to go along with it. And um, I think they've laid, you know, they've laid the foundation, haven't they, with the with the Pro Display XDR? But it's just too expensive for, for most normal people like you and I. So fingers crossed, because I'd love one. I'd, I'd love a, a cheaper, in inverted commas, um, uh, Apple display. Oh, so attached to the monitor, I've got a base M1 Mac Mini that I got as a stopgap, having sold my i9 MacBook Pro that I hated, and. It was meant. It was intended as a stopgap till the new MacBook Pros came along, and I've the new MacBook Pros came along. I looked at them. I nearly got. I nearly impulse purchased a base fourteen, um, but I slept on it. Decided that I didn't need one, and I don't need one because the M1, the base M1 Mac Mini is probably one of the best computers I've ever had. It's incredible, isn't it? It's amazing. Absolutely love it. Yeah. But however. If this year, if we're treated to the same, you know, onslaught of new product releases as we were last year, and we see something like, a, you know, a facelifted Mac Mini, because it's still the old shape Mac Mini. Not that it matters. I mean, mine lives in my... I think I've mentioned this before, haven't I? Yeah. In keeping my, my desk clean and tidy, there's there's nothing on it except keyboard, mouse, monitor, and stream deck. So, yeah, so my Mac Mini actually lives in a drawer. Um, although I, I managed to dent that. I, really, well, I was, I was just thinking this, yeah, you, talking of me damaging my stuff, you did dent your Mac Mini. I haven't dented my Mac Mini, that's one thing I haven't done. Mine's absolutely pristine. I don't, but, I don't know how I did it. I'll dig it out of the drawer, I'll take a, I'll take a picture of it. Yeah, there is, yeah, there's a nick in it that's very similar to the one you made in your MacBook Pro. I, I don't understand, it lives in a drawer. I don't know how I did it, but yeah, it's got a dent in the top. But yeah, it's, but it's the old shape. So if they yeah. introduce a facelifted one, perhaps with an M2... I probably would be more inclined to upgrade to something like that this year. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to see it. We're going to see something with the Mac Mini this year. I don't know when, but we'll, we'll see something, definitely. So what, it'd be, be between that and a facelifted MacBook Air. Oh, yeah. So what, what would swing you either way between those two? Because I, I think out of those two, I'm more excited about the MacBook Air because I'm such a big fan of that. I'm a massive fan of the Mac Mini, but... The MacBook Air is this, I, I don't know, I feel very attached to that computer. Um, and incidentally, that has got even more lovable, the more beat up it's got. I mean, that, that has got chips out of it and all sorts, but um, I just love that thing. So what what for you, what would sway you between the, the Mac Mini and the, the new MacBook Air? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. The price, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're two very different computers, aren't they? One of them you can walk around with, and one of them you can't. Um, well, you could, but you wouldn't better do much with it. Um, uh, yeah, it all comes down to, I think, to cachet, doesn't it? And the the kind of that thing that the MacBook Air has got, and it, and that arguably the new version of that is going to look very different to the new version of the Mac Mini if they do anything with the Mac Mini. Yeah, we're going to see a complete redesign for the MacBook Air. Uh, I th- well, I, th- I think they may well lose the wedge. Oh, it's going, I think, isn't it? I think they may well lose the wedge. I think it will no longer be wedge-shaped to differentiate it from because all the Ultrabooks look like MacBook Airs now. Yeah. So I think they're going to go anti-wedge to to stand out. Yeah. 
Yeah, so yeah, so I've got my, so I've got my thirty-four inch ultra wide, which is fine. If Apple bring out a, a consumer level display, I may well have a look at that. Or if I can find you know a, a good deal on a twenty-one sixty p, I'll probably get one of those. If there is a new facelifted Mac Mini, I'd be very interested in that this year. Um, and I'm, I've I've also got a a work provided Dell laptop, so I've got one display. I've got the two computers connected to a KVM from StarTech and that's really handy because uh, you know everything's just connected to the KVM and then I've got one button to press and I can flip between my personal Mac and my work PC on using the same keyboard mouse and other peripherals um, and in actual fact going into the KVM I've got a like a 10 port USB a hub okay so I've got a variety of things connected to that um, and it just means that I can use all of my stuff on flip between two computers at the press of a button and that's super convenient um, but I mean, in terms of portable, I've got my iPhone 12 Pro, 128 gig yep. that I got as a you know a customer return from Carphone Warehouse. So I only paid 300 quid for that, which what is crazy. So I'd still, even today, get more than I paid for it as a trade-in. I mean, obviously that's 300 quid plus a contract, but the, mm. the contract was the same as I was already paying anyway, and I'd come up for renewal. So it's not, I'm not paying any more than I was already for my for my actual phone plan. Mm. But no, the actual handset cost me 300 quid, which is crazy. Because I, I was perfectly happy with my 8 Plus. And as I was talking about earlier, I, I tried an 11, wasn't that bothered about it. Mm. So I've got uh, I've got a leather case, the official leather Apple case, which I think for the twelves this year is the first time that it covered the bottom ports. So in previous years, the leather cases had like a cutout over the it ports. Did, yeah. and I didn't get on with that at all. So I always had the silicone cases. I don't think I'd get a leather case again. It looks no. horrific. It really doesn't wear well. I mean, I've got a black one and it's covered in scratches and nicks and dents and whatever, but you see people who've gone for like the lighter colours and I get like the whole patina thing yes. that, you know, leather sort of changes colour and it gets more characterful as it, as it ages. But some of the, the lighter, they just look dirty. Yeah, I must admit the, um, the MagSafe wallet that I've got, I'm not sure what colour that is, but it's the kind of, I don't know, orangey type thing um that is get, get used to that color that's 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 newborn poo color oh lovely <laughs> at least i'll be used to it <laughs> i won't be attaching it to the back of my phone <laughs> well maybe i will um that's wearing quite well actually but i know what you mean i've seen other t- things like this and, and li- like you say lighter colored leather stuff from apple and it never looks good it always just like yeah like you say it looks dirty yeah so by contrast Mrs. Rob's got a purple silicone apple case. Still looks brand new. And it's less slippy as well, hmm. I find. I find the silicone case is less slippy. This this black leather one I've got is is really, really slippy in the hand. So yeah, so this year I yeah, I think I so I I probably am gonna crack. I don't think I'm gonna hold out <laughs> until uh, until the autumn for the iPhone 14. I think at some point I'm going to crack and I will get a 13 Pro Max, but I will get a silicone case this time. Okay. Then we've got the MagSafe battery pack. I can't see what else they can do with that. I don't think I need to upgrade that. And I do, I love that. I, I use that. Yeah. 
several I, times a week. I never use mine, ever. Really? No, I never. I forgot I had well, it, I, actually. I guess. Well, I guess because I'm, I'm using it as a stand as well as, mm. you know, having it in my pocket ready for if I start getting battery-level anxiety around the 20% mark. That's when things start getting a bit hairy. I just don't have any need for it. I think that's that's. it's not only kind of... There's no dent on the actual product itself. I, I just don't... I'm not away from a charger for long enough, really. And also, I, I, I forget to charge it because, again, it requires lightning, which is yeah. my least favourite thing in the world. So um, anything I have to plug in to charge via lightning probably doesn't get charged unless I really need it and really use it like yeah, AirPods Max or AirPods Pro. On the subject of AirPods, so, you know, so I've got AirPods Pro. And, you know, I'm, I'm fussy about my audio. I've got loads of headphones at my disposable at my disposal. But the AirPods Pro are good enough or very good at everything yeah. such that as a package, they are the headphones that I use the most. Me too. I just, they're always on my person. I like the way they sound. The, the head track spatial audio for films and stuff, the way that you, it will flip automatically over onto your Apple TV. Because yeah. obviously I need to keep the volume down with, two small children i can't crank up the home cinema like i used to be able to um but you can get that cinema feeling virtualized using yeah. the head track spatial audio on uh, airpods pro or airpods max um i was of the opinion that i was going to run these airpods pro until they died i couldn't think of anything that could be better about them but then i've seen a few interviews lately about Apple's frustration with the limitations of Bluetooth. Yep. I think we've discussed this before, where we're like, you know, are they going to come up with their own protocol? Because they make their own wireless chips, don't they, to, yep. to, to get, to squeeze the most they can out of Bluetooth. But if they're making their own chips, then they could presumably do their own Apple wireless audio protocol. Um and yeah, so the, the, the head audio guy, I sort of read an interview in What Hi-Fi and he was sort of, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, kind of alluded to the fact that they had, they felt that they'd got as much as they could out of Bluetooth and uh, what they would really like to be able to make happen is is fully lossless from source to ear. Yeah. Without uh, Bluetooth kind of being the bottleneck in the middle. Well, it's the one, it's one of the remaining things that Apple relies on that they don't want to rely on bluetooth you know they've, they've, they've pretty much taken over now with, with silicon haven't they for, for, for cpus and gpus etc but bluetooth is that one thing which they're still relying on for for headphones and for, for audio transmission and it's it's just not great it's not not but it, it's fine it does the job for 99.9 percent .9 of people um but i i hate cables and wires i'd, I'd much rather do everything wirelessly particularly when it comes to audio and they're clearly doing something um, I saw that interview. I think I, I wrote a little thing about it a couple of weeks ago. And um, that's one of the big things I'm looking forward to this year. I think it will probably come along with a new version of AirPods Pro and, and AirPods Max at some stage. Because yeah. um, there that were. said. Sorry, carry on. I was going to say, there were rumours, weren't there, that it would come via a software update. That never happened, which suggests that they've got to do something hardware wise to, to make this work. Yeah. So. Yeah, so if AirPods Pro 2 comes out this year, it doesn't necessarily have to have this, you know, lossless thing. I, I, I forget what it was. I, the, 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 the rumor mill's going already, obviously, about the AirPods. I, can't, I saw a, a number of things rumored to be coming in the AirPods Pro 2 that I, was, I thought, do you know what, I think I would probably upgrade for that. And I was previously of the opinion that 
I wasn't going to get whatever the, the next one was. Um, however, right, another spanner in the works is that ridiculous Amazon Spain deal on AirPods Max. I don't know if everyone knows this, but you can use your Amazon credentials on any local Amazon site. And they will take care of all of the logistics. They'll do all the import duty, that kind of stuff. And so they can import stuff obviously far more efficiently and cheaply than you can as an individual. So essentially you can, if you see a, a, a you know, they, they will have different deals in different countries, I get for whatever reason. But at the moment, as of right now, you can get AirPods Max for 415 euros which translates as about £345 yep. in the UK, including tax and that's really good. all of that sort of stuff. So that is quite tempting because that's about what I think they're worth. Oh, it's 100% what they're worth, yeah. Um, at the most, I think they're worth 400 quid, brand new when they first came out. Just yeah. given that the design, uh, sorry, the, the, the build quality, the materials used... Um, and they are, they're still the most comfortable pair of headphones that I own. They're, they're, they're just, I could wear them for hours and hours. Um, but that's a really good deal. 345, 350. Well, the thing is, because that's such a good saving off the RRP, I would then be tempted to get a contrasting coloured set of ear pads and sort <laughs> of, uh, not waste, what's the word I'm looking for? squander some of that savings by uh buying a different color set of ear because the ear pads are like 75 quid which oh, is just an insane yeah. amount of money for a bit yeah. of foam and fabric but if i've saved 200 quid on a pair of headphones i would quite i'd quite like to if i'm going to have airpods max i'd want to make them look a bit different what, co what combo would you go for though? i think i'd get the silver with the blue pads oh nice i think that look cool that would look really cool wouldn't it do it. No. Do it. <laughs> I knew what, I what should have had this for? conversation. Yeah. The, the, the reason I bring it up is because the motivation would be to get AirPods Pro 2 would be for everything I love about the AirPods Pro, but a bit better. Yeah. And I would get that with the AirPods Max. You would. But I don't want to spend 550 quid on a pair of headphones. It's too much money. So, yeah. I'll, Maybe by the next time we speak, I'll have some silver AirPods Max with blue ear cups. I hope so. Blue, the, the, blue but, ear pads. But they are, they're, they're definitely like AirPods Pro on, on steroids. They're, they're completely different type, type of headphones, obviously, but they sound much better. They have proper noise cancelling. I, I know AirPods Pro have got proper noise cancelling, but it's not. Um, it's nothing like what you get from a pair of it over, over ear. But I think you should do it. I think this is an absolutely marvellous idea. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see what, what, whether I caved or not by the next time we talk. Yeah. Well, the next time we talk, you need to have a pair of AirPods Max with unmatching earpads <laughs> and a new iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what else have I got at the moment? Yeah, so the, my for, for mobile computing, I don't have a, 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 an Apple laptop currently. Yeah. Um, and that's because I, I really love my iPad Pro 2018 that I got refurbished for 800 quid. Um, in fact, I can't remember the last time I bought a new. No, I can. I bought my M1 Mac Mini new, but I, even that I didn't get from Apple. I got that from Amazon for six hundred quid, which I think is one hundred and fifty quid off RRP. About that, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so my, my mobile computing needs are served by an iPad Pro twenty eighteen, 
12 inch 2018 that I got refurb um, with a magic keyboard that I got from Amazon again for like less than 200 quid I think I think I've told this story you before have. right like yeah. I bought one and then I sold it and then I bought it again and yeah um, but I've got no motivation no motivation to upgrade that at all I, the the like the mini LED display that's all there's nothing wrong with the 2018 display it's a beautiful display I'm it is, yeah. quite happy with it it's still very fast um so yeah I, that one i'm definitely i can't see what they can offer me this year that would tempt me to upgrade the m2 they'll put an m2 in it I'll put an m2 yeah, but why I, they're not even doing anything with the m1 so yeah Certainly. still i don't get it unless they do something with ipad this is probably for another chat but for with, with ipad os 16 this year if they, if they finally do something more than widgets which takes us right back to our first ever episode um then maybe maybe they will tempt you, but I'm, I'm totally in agreement with that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with the, that 2018 version. Yeah, and then I've got a Apple Watch Series Five stainless steel that I got new old stock from John Lewis. Nice for less than the price of the equivalent cellular SE. You're quite you've got quite a talent, haven't you? For we were saying before we started recording that it sounds like you know you're you're kind of flaunting the the cash with all this stuff but you're, you're very smart in the, in the way that you buy it i've never saved as much money as you've saved on particularly on apple stuff you've got quite a knack for it yeah i i think we talked about i consider i consider spending the least amount of money i can on stuff it's a it's a, a competitive sport it's a hobby <laughs> so yeah i as i see things that i think i would like I don't buy them immediately. I'll stick them on a list somewhere and then I'll periodically have a look around and I'll see what, what's going on. And yeah, if you're just patient, the deals will come. Yeah. So I, if I'm buying direct from Apple, if I can, I'll buy it refurbished. More often than not, I will get it from somewhere else like uh, Amazon or John Lewis or yeah. Argos. And all three of those from time to time will do just a random crazy deal i don't know whether they're price matching someone else or curries actually in the uk as well you can often get some yeah. really good deals at curries yep um but yeah no so it's, it's possible to get a really nice setup for w without spending a ludicrous amount of money because i don't have a ludicrous amount of money to spend <laughs> so so yeah so i keep an eye out for these things and i i i um i try and get them for for a reasonable reasonable price yeah so yeah, but again with the with the Apple Watch, I've got no no motivation to upgrade. I don't know what the, unless it's a again if it's a if it's a facelift, then I might be interested. Mm. But yeah, the six and the seven wasn't not bothered. No, me neither. I've got the six, but the seven, no interest whatsoever. It's the rugged version that I want. I want a rugged Apple Watch. Well, they keep talking about that, don't they? Are we going to see it this year? I think we are. I think I think the the rumours are, are getting stronger, aren't they? I think. Um, I don't know what it will look. I'm not sure what they'll do with it. I don't think that there's always the outside chance they'll partner with someone like Casio, um, like a G-Shock type one. I think Casio probably haven't got quite the same. Or have they? I was gonna say, they haven't got, got quite the same brand cachet as as Nike or Nike. Um, so there's the the, op the option for them to do that. I don't think they will. I think they'll they'll just do something themselves. Um, yeah. I think if they if they did do a rugged one, it would be it would be Nike branded, wouldn't it? Because they've already yeah, got that probably that tie-in. Yeah, maybe that would just be the new yeah, the new Nike edition one, maybe. But that that's the one thing that would make me upgrade because 
I just think the, I, I talked about this recently. I, I think the more they're doing with this in terms of fitness, which is what this is now, it's a fitness device, has been for a long time. I think it's almost there in terms of the perfect fitness companion, but it's not durable enough at all. Um, I think I mentioned in a, in a blog a little while ago that I took it on a mud run and um, I don't do many run, mud runs. I've done one actually and decided to take my, I think it must have been the Series 5 before this one. And um, it tracked everything brilliantly and it was great to see, you know, my performance <laughs> and um, the result of the, of the run. But cleaned it and all of the screen was scratched and not like badly, it was just scuffed from what I guess would have been stuff in the mud and, you know, all the little things that you kind of brush it against. Um, it was just a shame, really, because it, it just looked a lot worse after that point. But it did it did the job technically really well. Battery mm. didn't run out. It carried on working all day. Um, so it's, they're close, but I think they just, they just need to make it a bit tougher. Yeah, so that, that's it, really. So that's my, that's my, my everyday... The stuff yeah. that I use every day, the yeah. reason I got them, what I paid for them, which is, in every case is less than you... <laughs> and uh, and whether or not I want to upgrade it, that's that's my that's my tech position. I think currently, yeah. So it all, it all hangs on what Apple. It always does, doesn't it? But it all hangs on what Apple does this year, doesn't it? In terms of what you'll get, what you'll get next. Yeah. Whereas what? you will get everything because that's your job. <laughs> yeah. You just need to find some space. I do. Well, I've got more space now, thankfully. <laughs> but um, but yeah. I mean, joking apart, I do have too many Macs, definitely. And it is, it's interesting actually having that many in terms of the way that you start to use them. And, you know, the, the MacBook Pro, the, the 16 inch is definitely my production machine now. That's pretty much all it does. I do, I do some normal stuff on it as well, normal work on it. But generally speaking, I, I wouldn't reach for that if I'm just going to write a blog post or, you know, check a few emails. That tends to be the job of the, the MacBook Air. But I've been using the Mac Mini recently a little bit, actually, because I've felt sorry for it. And um, going back to what you were saying about the the ultra wide screen I've, I've, i i realize I've, I've missed that a bit actually it's been nice to go back to have that great big you know great big wide um bunch of screen real estate um, oh, but it'd be even nicer if it was 2160p it would be great wouldn't it that's the only thing and that's the first thing you notice but apart from the, the width of it and the, the, that lovely size the first thing you notice when you sit down when you've been using a, an imac or a macbook pro like you say an ipad is the the screen quality it's just not there you know, I, I briefly flirted with the idea of getting the uh, the LG CX 48-inch OLED telly. Okay. Why didn't you? Have you seen that? No. I don't think I have, anyway. So you can get... I think it's the, the smallest OLED TV you can get. And it's, it's LG. It's going to be... It's a good, it's a good panel. Yeah. Right? But, but instead of using it in its native aspect ratio so it's 48 inch i was thinking you could just set up a custom resolution in mac os um using i forget the name of the tool what's the name of the t there's a for mac os custom resolutions this is a third party tool is it the third party tool switch res x you ever okay. use this no i haven't no so switch res x is a really cool really handy tool that allows you to set it gives you much more granular control. Because, you know, if you've got an external display on a Mac, it can sometimes not give you all of the options mm. that you might want to see. Yep. Like refresh rates and resolutions and stuff. And actually within within um, 
system preferences in the display you can hold down option while you're looking while you when you go into the display i don't know if you ever tried that no i haven't actually and, no. so you go into if you go into um displays and yep. system preferences and you you hit that you, you hold down option while you're clicking on stuff you'll quite often get some extra options that weren't that, that were hidden from you by default in any case okay. sometimes you still can't get where you need to go so yeah. switch res x is a cool utility that will will do that so i was thinking to get that ultra wide like feel with all of the benefits of oled because it's it's cheaper and you can often get them on quite a good deal the 48 because yeah. no one wants a 48 inch tv these days no way too small way too small but it, it would actually be roughly the same sort of footprint as my ultra wide but it, it would just be taller but if i used it letterboxed interesting to give that ultra wide feel then that could work and it'd be cheaper than buying a, a 2160p um what do you think it's a stupid it's a idea, it? no it's a solution that's that's right up your street isn't it cheaper it, it's cheap Pretty cheap much. and janky and weird B- bit weird because uh, you're not using a lot of the screen but you're getting it cheaper and you're probably getting a better performing screen as well, aren't you? Like you say. It, yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Would would be leaps and bounds ahead, particularly with true blacks and the contrast and all that sort of stuff. The color accuracy. So I don't know. I think it's a bit. I think that's a bit too wacky, even for me. Possibly, yeah. It's definitely too wacky for me. And the thing is, and it wouldn't be true twenty one sixty p if I was using it um, letterboxed, obviously. But I think it's. I still would have a a higher vertical resolution than I enjoy at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So I, yeah. I briefly felt only, only because again, I, I saw a really good deal. So richer sounds is the place in the UK to get good deals on tellies. Have you ever bought anything I, from I richer have, sounds? I love, I love richer sounds. They're great. For a very long time. I don't know whether this is still the case because they buy really small shops don't they? and they pack yeah. them up to the rafters with boxes of amps and speakers and stuff. But I think they were in the Guinness book of records as being per square foot they are. They have the highest turnover of any business in the world. I think. Wow! Did not. But know that's that. because they buy really, really awful, pokey <laughs> little shops, yeah. and just yeah, just have a lot of, turn, you know, a lot of throughput. They just sell a lot of stuff very cheap. He's a smart guy, Mister Mister Richer, isn't he? Definitely. Jewel, Julian, Julian Richer. Yeah, very happy guy as well. I'm guessing. Um, uh, yeah, I think we're nearly there, aren't we? On our on our big. Um, outline here but yeah in terms of my setup there's not much more else not much more to say really i think again a bit like you it depends what apple does in terms of i'll review as much as i can but in terms of what i end up using day in day out i think the 16 inch macbook pro is going to be a, a kind of a stalwart for quite a while now um because it's just it's just so powerful you know i'm using probably 10 percent of what it's capable of um so i'm happy with that but yeah i'm looking forward to seeing what the big imac is that's gonna be very interesting um and like you i want to see what they do with the mac mini but it's the macbook air i think that yeah i'm i'm kind of looking forward to that and also a little bit sad because it does mean that i'll obviously retire my my current m1 mac mini um which is a bit bit sad because i'm very attached to it but first world problems that's uh, quite a high, quite a, quite a big one um i'll go to jen yeah, well, she's oh, been using what, it. Was she more Windows? She's she more Windows, Windows lady. She is more. I've got a story. I won't actually tell it on this podcast. We'll, we'll talk about it next time. But oh. um, and it's not her fault. But she did kind of break the um, the Surface laptop for. Uh, I'm going to write about it because it's got me that angry. I'm going to do that British thing and write about it. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's not working at the moment, which I'll explain right. more about soon. Um, but because of that, she's been using the, the M1 MacBook Air for her. She's right. doing a, a, a college course at the moment and uh, totally confused by, you know, two finger swipes and stuff. And she's getting there with it. But um, yeah, she's pretty, un she fully admits she's completely untechnical, has no interest in technology whatsoever. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's what I'm going to do this year. Wait and see what happens, see what comes along. And I'm not going to buy one of those Amagami <laughs> <laughs> ham ham things. It's bizarre, isn't it? It is. Yeah, we do have to definitely have to put a link to that. We will. So people can check that out. So if you've listened uh, through. Yeah, do do tell us what you think. Yeah, definitely. Rather than leaving a review, just to, to, to recap on that, don't leave a review, but do leave a comment about that. Let us know what you think about the Amagami <laughs> ham ham. And on that note, I think we'll end. Cheers, Rob. <laughs> See ya. Yeah.